back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday evening or whenever you may be listening to the show. Uh, we're so glad to have you here in the base because we got a good one planned for you. Uh, again, I'm John. With me as always, Lacey Gillerin. Uh, James, hey. <laughs> a bit under the weather. Uh, he um, had to, I'm just going to say he had to go to the er but he's okay and he's home and he's going to be fine but he isn't going to be able to join us tonight uh so we're also not sure what's going on for monday's show uh but james is okay but if you want to hit him up to wish him well uh at myra trunks obviously on social media instagram and uh x and then uh if you are a patron you know you could hit him up in the discord but uh so feel better james he will be back of course um but uh we're gonna roll on here gillerin and mm-hmm. i want I want to ask you something. Mm. I don't know how you're going to handle this, but do you think John Boyega and Oscar Isaac, one or the other, or both, are going to come back and be in the Ray movie as as we stand here today? I know we've talked about it before, but we're inching closer. We're hearing more things. What do you think today? Well, seeing as we put out a poll, and I did answer oh. the poll. i i said both i think they're both gonna come back um oscar originally was like only if i need a new house or something like that or and john was like never disney plus me and i feel like they've both come around on that especially oscar like he has been like well i'd have to see a script or like oh well i i don't know um i go back to what i said last week which is if the paycheck is big enough anybody will do anything I stand by that. <laughs> yeah. I would do Star Wars if the paycheck was big enough. I'd do Star Wars if there wasn't a paycheck. I know. I'm being honest. <laughs> but some people have <laughs> more uh, need to be paid than I do. Even if you were Jabba's like, right leg or tail or something. He doesn't have a right leg. His tail. How epic would that be, though? I had to be like, I was in that suit. And you then know, I get to go to all the Comic Cons being like, I'm Jabba's arm. <laughs> you know that part where he's getting choked and his tail goes someone right now I, I assume they're still alive can say that they were like I was in the tail I don't know if it was like Phil Tippett or one of those guys but they mm-hmm. were in there in the dirty smelly rubber making Java mm-hmm. come to life my uh, favorite is still the Rancor story where he said his hand got so swollen he had to eat lunch with his other hand while his hand was up inside the butt of the rancor puppet (laughs) (laughs) those stories are the best because it really makes you like just put everything in perspective you know when people Mm -hmm. take seriously with star wars you're like go listen to phil tippett talk about how they named salacious crumb or i love calamari man (laughs) yeah uh But uh, the poll results, yeah, we posted this today. Um, So thanks everybody who voted. Um, Said both will return. 45% said both will return. Uh, 25% said just John Boyega. Only 7% said just Oscar Isaac. And 22%, (laughs) so one out of every five people, said neither will return. So we'll find out as we march closer to that movie starting production, which might be soon. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit in resistance report uh you you ready to run resistance report by the way not yet but i'm saying you ready yeah right. sure um so 
For everyone joining us now, if you're joining us live, uh, we are doing Ask the Resistance at the end of the show. So if you have any questions you want us to talk about on the show, uh, drop it in the live chat. Use the hashtag so we know your question uh, is for the show. Uh, and of course, we have Super Chats. If you want to light speed your way to the front, uh, those will get priority, of course. Uh, so, And we thank you for, for any of those as well uh, to support the show. Uh, and then the last shout out will go to our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, the lifeblood of TRB. Uh, what you see on the show is made by the three of us. We all have families. We all have kids. We all have jobs. And we put a lot of time into making this podcast work. And your support allows us to keep doing that at the volume we do it and uh, continue to grow the show. So if you uh, have been a listener for a while, and you're interested, maybe Santa threw you some shekels, and you're like, I want to support my favorite <laughs> Star Wars podcast. Go Not Star Wars Santa on our chat, just the real Santa. Go to mm -hmm. patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tears start at five bucks, and uh, we appreciate it. And there's a lot of cool content on there. We're actually doing a spice run after this live show on Patreon. One of our spice runners, David Probus, will be joining us. We'll be doing David's the best. Exclusively on Patreon with Proby One uh graybeard the spice runner david provis so mm -hmm. looking forward to that he's probably in the chat right now getting ready to go um all right lacy it is time to talk about the latest news so let's fire up the resistance report it's the resistance All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Report. We're covering the news this week of everything that happened in Star Wars. So first up is a pretty big story for fans of The Bad Batch who have been waiting for this trailer for like the longest time. Cue Billy Joel music. Um, the trailer <laughs> came out this week for everybody that's been waiting. Uh, season three. And um, not only that, they released a poster and the dates of when all the episodes are coming out. Um, there was a lot of attention and noise online about these, uh, the trailer and everything else announced because there were a lot of characters thrown into that trailer. So if you're not looking to know, this is the time to uh, pause or come back in a little bit once we're done talking about it. How uh, do I don't want to spoil you? How yep. do people do like, you know, people say, like, I don't even watch the trailers and stuff. And I, I get that, I guess. But I wonder how people navigate unless they're just not online at all. Like I'm not even saying just Twitter or whatever, but like these things get talked about and they're in articles, they're in images. Like I people mean, genuinely can avoid things. That to mm -hmm. me is impressive. It's impressive. And then also the craziest thing I saw this week is it happened with like, no joke, seven different either big creators or news sites or whatever. They would say, uh, how about that character? And they'd put like that in stars or whatever in the mm -hmm. trailer. And then in the tweet was the photo of the character <laughs> that they were saying yeah. that character about. To which yeah. I'm respond my response is like, why don't you just say who it is if you're going to show the picture? It was a little weird. right? Um, yeah. But I'm giving everybody a chance now. If you don't want to know what's going on with the Bad Batch trailer and some spoilers, now's the time to jump off and come back in a little bit. Probably five to ten minutes. We'll see you then. All right. So getting into it, five to ten. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Uh, all right, guys. So let's pick it up after the events of season two. The trailer includes some new creatures and familiar faces. This is from StarWars.com, um, including Wanda Sykes' fee, and and ends with the shocking appearance of fan favorite Sith apprentice turned free agent Asajj Ventress. 
This is the one that everybody's going nuts about, like straight oh, bananas. Yeah. Um, we do have some quotes here from Brad Rao, supervising director and one of the executive producers who said, we love Asajj Ventress. She's a character that we've been wanting to tell more stories about. We don't want to spoil anything, but want fans to know that any new storytelling with Ventress will align with the events of Star Wars Dark Disciple. So for those of you that don't know, Star Wars Dark Disciple is a book written by Christy Golden. And I am so happy for her this week because she had said that after this trailer came out, <laughs> the book uh, focuses on Asajj Ventress and uh, Quinlan Voss. So... Um, that book went from like a hundred thousand on the list for Amazon and it's jumped up to the three hundreds. Like since I, the trailer no, came out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wild. so happy for her. Yeah. Uh, really, really great. And I'm happy for all the people that are big Ventress fans. Uh, you know, as with any character in star Wars, there's always a group of people that are rallying behind that or standing that character. Um, but yeah, so the first episode, well, the first three episodes, this is kind of crazy. They're giving you three episodes come out on Wednesday, February 21st. Um, and I believe every additional episode will come out on the Wednesdays. So February 28th, March 6th, March 13th, March 20th, March 27th, April 3rd, we'll have two episodes, 10 and 11, uh, April 10th, 17th, 24th, and ends on May 1st with the 15th episode, which is the last episode of the bad batch they've made it very clear that this is the last season yeah um they also threw out a poster that has uh hunter's mask on it with like flames and sparks and stuff that's like dun 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 this is serious um so john what are your reactions to all of that to the trailer itself what are your thoughts i i love i loved i like the trailer a lot um I'll start with the thing I didn't like, which was I actually didn't like the trailer music. Um, I think like when I was when I was watching the trailer on um, the second time, I closed my eyes and I was just listening to it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is like very Hans Zimmer, like very intense, almost like that classic blueprint that trailers do now where it's like Bwow. a lot of dun dun, a lot of Bwow. <laughs> like that stuff. <laughs> And like when I think of Star Wars trailers, I don't usually think about that. So that threw me a bit. And that's fine. It's a trailer. It's trailer music. Like Solo had weird music in the first trailer, and I wound up liking that. So not a big deal. Just a little nitpick. Don't cancel me or whatever. Uh, but I liked how it started because it had a very um, adventure feel, like the classic Indiana Jones Star Wars just getting out of it in the nick of time. You know, what? Mm -hmm it's closing thin it's getting thin and then they get bailed out at this last second i'm like that's awesome that's classic lucas classic star wars that's right finger on the pulse i love that mm -hmm. um the asajj ventures thing i sort of like when i saw that it was already after people blew it up online so i like knew she was in it so i'm like okay there she is i hear the voice it's clearly uh nika futterman back doing it which is awesome uh but i didn't like necessarily bother me that much i haven't read dark disciple i did i did believe i knew that the character had died um but i'm sure they're going to figure it out and it was smart of them to have the uh you know calm down button ready <laughs> with that published <laughs> article because they knew that that was going to create a storm so good for them to to know that um whether that was dan brooks or whoever over at lucasfilm on starwars.com but um, I enjoyed the action a lot. I know people are wondering, like, oh, who is that? You know, is Tech alive? 
Um, we are in this world, I and mean, we're doing it right now with the Bad Batch. Like, oh, the characters coming back to life that were dead. You know, that seems to be a new thing. Um, I don't necessarily love it um, because I think sometimes it's done too much, and then it becomes a thing where it's like, well, you know, I just watched a, a character die in a very dramatic way, but maybe it won't matter in a few years. No one's yeah. ever really gone, John. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, John dies, his grave is going to say no one's ever really oh, gone. Oh, man. That, that, some of those lines when people use them <laughs> in whatever context. But overall, I thought it was a really action-packed, fun trailer, and I'm excited to watch the show. I'm glad it's closing out. I feel like it's had a nice run. Uh, and that's coming from a, a guy who hasn't, doesn't really like clones. I don't, I'm not a huge Clone Wars fan. Uh, and I still would, it was able to endear myself to the Bad Batch and worry about them. So here I am worrying about five clones uh, and their fate and all of that comes with it. So they've done a good job in telling me the story because when um, I go into something, uh, especially knowing it's the final season, we don't know what the future of those characters is. And I have some sense of concern for them because there are, you know, there's five of them. There's a chance they're not going to make it all make it out. Um, we'll see. But I hope for a happy ending for them. But ultimately, I thought it was a good trailer and it got me excited to watch the series. So that's in the end. That's all that matters. What about you? Excellent. I do have to add that Brad Rao, supervising director, executive producer of the series, did like make those comments. And StarWars.com did add a sentence in between the quotes that says, and he makes it clear that her return will honor the prior tales, including the book in which the character apparently dies, perishes. (laughs) So they added that apparently, yeah. which to me says she didn't die. Because uh, why would they write apparently? That's a little weird. It's wild. Like they would just say the character perished. Yeah. Right? You're wow. a writer, John. <laughs> You're a writer, John. What do you think well, about them saying apparently? Well, yeah, that's why That's why I, you know why, that's why I love um, Snoke's, the, the shot of Snoke's dead face in The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson's like, I just want to make sure... You know, he was cut in half, but Darth Maul also was. I just want to make sure everyone knows yeah. this guy's dead. <laughs> well, that's that was my argument with the Fennec thing. When you guys were talking about, like, oh, she's dead. I was like, they didn't show her face. They didn't show her face. Like, Snoke, they showed the face. They I showed know. the body. It's rule but of thumb. How many times are they going to hoodwink us to the point where someone will be, like, literally blown up? Like, like the Death Star was, into dust. And we'll be like... Well, the dust is still. You mean like Phasma, who went into the trash compactor and then somehow got out of it before the whole planet exploded? And we didn't see her die in the Last Jedi, even though she fell through fire and a broken ship. And I mean, Gwendolyn Christie could come back. I'd be cool with that. She did, did. (laughs) But But I've been wrong. Like we're at the point now where we, where we need not even we need to see Ben Solo vanished, death force ghost and and he there's people are like he, he can come back i'm like well then if that happens then everyone who dies in star wars can come back so luke skywalker can come back yoda can come back and i'm not talking about it as a force ghost that just come you know come on back if that kid can mm-hmm. come back the greatest jedis of all time can come back so it's a little they're they gotta i don't know they, they're they gotta be a little careful here but anyway so to be honest i'm not the biggest bad batch fan that's just not my thing, but uh, I have watched most of it, and I think I, I understand why people love it, and people love clones and the prequels, and especially as we've seen over the past five, ten years, the prequel fans have really have 
this moment right now with the Clone Wars and this. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm really happy for people to get what they want um, with more Bad Batch coming. And I know that it's going to play, obviously, into the bigger stories that we're going to see. So it's important to just know what's going on and who's who. Um, I did notice that these dates lead up to May 4th, but they're not on May 4th. Mm -hmm. So that makes me interested to see what they're going to do for May 4th. Now, I think May 4th this year falls on a Saturday. So they might not premiere anything on a Saturday because that would be kind of a weird time to premiere it unless they do it like the Friday night before. It, it, um, yeah, May 4th is a Saturday. Yeah. So maybe that's this is them celebrating it without celebrating it. Um, But, you know, I am interested to see where this series ends. Um. I, I thought the trailer was well done. It's it's super serious and typical of like John said with all like the wow and like the dun 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 and like the pauses and everybody has that look in the trailer. We used to joke around about this with the the live action ones too. Is that like they make those looks at the camera that they're like, like oh my god, what's coming? Oh, and like slow push in. Like they do a really good job of cutting these trailers together to make them like look very very epic. Yeah. Um, I think John will be happy because it seems like all these characters are going to die and he's always for all right. So we're, so we're just going to paint a narrative now. That's what we're doing at That's... the end of these stories. John just thinks everybody should in the year of our Lord, George Lucas, 2024, we're going to start, start painting narratives now. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm excited for bad batch fans. Uh, buckle up. I'm sure Hasbro is going to make a ton of bad batch figures. <laughs> We know that's going because it's yeah. easy to make make a clone. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. good with this. You're what do you get... think? What do you think they're gonna do? I mean, I guess we'll wait to watch the show. But like, what, what are they gonna do with Omega? You know, like young character. Like, I don't think they're gonna kill Omega in the show or anything like that. So, like, I'm curious what the future of that character is. Because everyone even like when when Bad Batch first came out, they're like, Omega's gonna pop up in the Mandalorian as Boba, you know, Boba Fett's sister and. She's going to be in the book of Boba Fett and it hasn't happened. So I wonder if that's going to continue or do you think they're going to give uh, Omega like a send off? Um, what, what are your, what are your inklings on that? If you have any, I could see her going into another show. I just don't know what that show would be. Like, could she show yeah. up on in Ahsoka? Like, what is that? Where could she show up next? It would be interesting if she died so young, but I mean, don't put anything past star Wars. <laughs> they kill everyone. They're wars, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, they kill everyone. Um, right. Now on to some happier stories, which who doesn't like a happy story about Daisy Ridley? I love Daisy she's, Ridley. She's so wonderful. She has been making the rounds for her film coming out on January 26th, which would be tomorrow as of tonight. Um, but if you're listening to this on Friday, coming out today, sometimes I think about dying. Now I just said delightful, happy, and that's the name of her film. Um, but in being that it's her film title, sometimes I think about dying. Uh, she does talk a lot about Star Wars as she's making these rounds. And we have two interviews this week with her, um, with Variety and Inverse.com. I'm going to kick it off with the Variety one. Um, they did talk to her about the film, which I found it. She answered it in a very interesting way, which we can talk about, John. Um, they asked her, you're, you're reprising your role as Rey in the new Star Wars movie directed by Charmaine Obeid Chinoy. Will How will the franchise's first female filmmaker impact the series? And Rey said, the short answer is, I don't know. I'm excited to do the job, but not because Charmaine is a woman. 
which I found it as an interesting answer. Uh, her documentaries are amazing. Her idea for the story is cool as beep. Uh, no spoilers, but she gave me a rundown on the entire story. If it weren't amazing, I'd be like, okay, call me in five years. But mm. it's worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, she then goes on to answer uh, about if it would be weird for her to continue Star Wars without Adam Driver, John Boyega, or Oscar Isaac. And she said, no, because I don't know what is what or who is who in this movie. Uh, so much has happened for me since the Skywalker saga. Saga. I feel like I've grown up. Uh, when I first started, I was 20. I was the youngest on set. It took me the first two Star Wars films to feel worthy of being there. Now I'm in my 30s, which this kind of makes me laugh because she's 31. <laughs> so she's like, I'm in my 30s. I'm like, you are, but <laughs> it's early 30s. Uh, the whole thing feels quite different. I've been able to work with other filmmakers and hopefully I've gotten better as a performer. So John, for these, what are your thoughts on these? Uh, especially the thing that stuck out to me is she just said, I'm excited to do the job, but not because Charmaine is a woman. I'm assuming that's in response to all the craziness that's been going on about that, that mistaken quote. Yeah. I, well, I also think Daisy does not like, she is all about, um, you know, standing up for people's rights. And we've seen her do that yes. plenty. So she clearly, you know, shows where she stands with things. But also at the same time, she doesn't, I don't think she buys into, you know, what people call like virtue signaling or whatever, or like, you know, basically what Twitter's like. Uh, she, she just, she's a professional actor and she sees this person as a very good director. Uh, she doesn't play she, the victim of things. She just right. tells it as it is. Exactly. And that's why she's perfect sure. for the role of Ray. Like she has gone through a lot uh, the same way Ray did. And I think they have a lot of similarities on their sort of paths, how she started as a nobody and she came out being somebody. Now she's got the franchise mm -hmm. on her back the same way Ray has the galaxy, fate of the galaxy on her back. Um, so I actually like the answer. Um, I know people are going to take that and fortify anti, you know, uh, obey Chinoy arguments, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but also, if you read between the lines on this, uh, another part of it I find interesting is her saying um, that Obey Chinoy gave her the rundown of the entire story. And we know that Stephen Knight is still typing away at the script. So, does this mean there's already an ending for this movie in place? Because she's she she hasn't confirmed or denied she's going to be in more movies. So, I have to assume Obeyed Shinoi is only tied to this one movie. So that means she's right. only talking about the story of this one movie. So this this movie has an ending. So think about TFA. It's Luke. It's Ray going to Luke and holding out the lightsaber. So this movie has that already. She knows how this story is going to end. She knows what Ray's ending is going to be before the blue text comes up and the Star Wars hits and we all walk out of the theater smiling and happy until we go online. So mm -hmm. I... I like that, but I also find it interesting now that Stephen Knight is, um, I, I almost always say Stephen Wright because I, I love that comedian, the classic comedian Stephen Wright, but Stephen Knight is just plugging away at this story, which means, you know, has this story always been in place, but they're looking for the right writer, sort of like how, you know, when they brought Kasdan in for Empire um, or, or and Jedi, you know, that sort of thing. So that's interesting, but also makes me um, feel good that, they apparently have something concrete enough that they're like, we're, we're sticking with this blueprint, which feels more like they are learning from mistakes of we're just going to pass the baton to you now. 
and then you could pass right. it here. It seems like they're making proper steps here. So that's my takeaway from that. And then the the, the other one about the the actors. Uh I, I I can't take anything from this answer because I do think they're coming back. Uh at least uh, John and Oscar Isaac. Um, but I do like what she had to say about growing up too. It was sweet. I liked uh, I like where she's at. Yeah, I think she always has really honest, genuine answers to things. Yes. Um, I have noticed in the past few interviews, they've been she's been getting the same questions. So she's been giving basically the same answers to things like, oh, I was young back then. I'm older now. Um, I did like her answer to the Adam, John, and Oscar answer of no, because I don't know what is what and who is who. Um, because that's like you said, it's her answering without lying. Because she's like, I don't know what the story is. I only know the outline. Even though conversations could have taken place or you know they're texting her about it i think just like you said john there's no way they're not in this movie like that's a that's a lot to explain if 15 years later none of these characters that we knew 15 years prior are around her i mean unless she's on a, a different planet by herself which i highly doubt how is she gonna have r2d2 there because you know he's gonna be there c3po is gonna be there chewbacca is gonna be there bb8 so you're gonna have all these other evergreen characters and not have the two guys that were with her pretty much the sequel trilogy if not the last movie that she was in that you saw her and especially um, lacy remember do you remember that clip of john boyega watching his the trailer for tfa yeah someone posted every once in a while and it just makes me kind of tear up a little bit because he was just so hyped so hyped and he that jumped the over the couch. That Daisy cried. Daisy cried the same thing. The same yes. And Oscar was like, him. my uncle loves Star Wars. They were all excited. But him jumping mm -hmm. over the couch with his brother or friend, whoever it was, because he saw himself with a lightsaber fighting Kylo Ren. And we, you know, remember where we, you know, where the story went with Rise of Skywalker, clearly force sensitive. If the, I guarantee Kathleen Kennedy, when she had that meeting with John Boyega, similar to the one that you had mentioned, she had the lunch with Daisy Ridley, when they smooth things over. I guarantee she's like, we want you to come back and be a Jedi. Like, he's not going to say no to that, right? No, because that's what he wanted from day one. That's what and I'm they saying. ended up, they ended that way. And that's why years ago, I believe it was 2020 when he was asked about it, he said, I'd come back for JJ. Like, JJ would be the reason oh. I'd come back. JJ and, and Kathleen, right? That's what he said. So, you know, if he has one half of that, I'll come back for it. Ask him to come back and say JJ comes on as an executive producer, which is possible. He does it a lot where he produces things. Um, I don't see why John wouldn't do it. Plus, again, he's her other half in all these movies. Not romantically, obviously, as a friendship, but like they're the pair. The first movie they're together. The second movie they're trying to find each other. Third movie they're together. And he's kind good of friends in real life. Which, by the way, I've been I've been watching Frozen two nonstop because my daughter's obsessed with it, and the Anna Elsa relationship is of Frozen two is basically Ray and uh, Finn in the Rise of Skywalker, where like she's trying to go on this mission by herself the whole time, and she has magical powers, and he's like just trying to follow her around and be like, hey, don't do this on your own, don't go alone, don't do this, and yeah, it's basically. And he keeps getting messed up, yeah. <laughs> yeah and the crazy thing is, is both those movies came out the same year 2019 yeah. did you know my my daughter side note just uh is getting to little mermaid and she watched oh that's a good one she watched the animated one and then mm -hmm. she started watching the live action one which i hadn't seen that but i haven't seen that he, one yet yeah she seems uh drawn to that so uh oh I love that. Little, little disney update from from our daisies i guess i've been trying mm -hmm. to introduce her to more but she's frozen too 
Frozen oh, 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Johnny's was Secret Life of Pets 2. Was his oh, yeah. You had said that. You said that like a year or two ago. You were like, Harrison Ford, baby. You're like, I'm watching Secret Life of Pets again. <laughs> uh, I could probably recite a lot of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I can too with uh, Frozen 2. And then also she listens to the soundtrack all the time too. Like we have a speaker in the kitchen. So when the TV's not on, that's playing into the oh, unknown. I gotta get her one of those microphones. So she yeah. Can yeah. She just started singing the other day. We had it. I, yesterday I had it on. Uh, and there's this song with Christoph where he sings uh, Lost in the Woods. And she's sitting next to me and all of a sudden she starts singing it. And it's the first time I've heard her sing. And I was just like, and she knew the word. Like she perfectly timed it when he started singing. I was like, oh my God. She's going to go on America's Got Talent? I don't know. She's doing that like little kid, like not really on tune. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She's too. <laughs> Yeah, she's two, yeah. two, two and three, four months. <clears throat> um. Anyway, as I was saying, yes. Uh, Ray, it, you know, hearing Daisy talk about how excited she is about this story and how good it is, it has to be good because she said it so many times and it reminds me of a true crime. Like when they're interviewing the person that's done it or hasn't done it and they have to stick to their story. Like she'd been interviewed so many times and she keeps giving the same answer every time. Like, oh, I've only seen an overview. Oh, I've only been explained what the story is, but I wouldn't take it if I didn't like it. I wouldn't like it. You know, it's kind of like what we said years ago when people kept saying satisfied. Fans are going to be satisfied. <laughs> we were oh, like, JJ, that was his word. Yeah. They all used it. Daisy used it. He used mm -hmm. it we were like what does that mean i just think you're gonna love it, it, it you're gonna love it. are you gonna read the next quote in the voice incredible oh his, right. his advice yeah so going into the next story here from inverse.com again they interviewed daisy ridley about her movie that's coming out today the 26th as in the people that are listening to this now but people that are watching live tomorrow uh, sometimes I think about dying. She got asked again about Star Wars and she goes a little bit into what JJ said to her because a lot of her answers in these interviews have been about her experience overall, which I really enjoyed listening to oh of the craziness of it all, uh, you know, how it affected her mentally, physically, um, it, the grief of it ending as quickly as it began. So I'm not surprised that she's jumping back in easily with a good story because she talks about how it's such a big part of her life and then also about how where she is now and how that experience is now going to be different than it was the first time um but she does give some advice that jj gave her and i'll let john read the quote here well i well for, yeah i like that he said understand understand the scale you gotta read it like him well, I'm going to read the the longer quote. I'll do the longer quote as JJ, but okay. I haven't okay. done JJ on the podcast since Greg Grunberg was on, uh, which by mm. the way, Greg, you got to come back and you got to let us know what JJ thought of the impression. You got to come back. Mm -hmm. Bring JJ. Let's make it a party. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, understand the scale. And then he said, <clears throat> let's see if I can do JJ right now. Come on, do it. Uh, this is not a role in the movie. Uh, this is a religion for some people. It changes things on a level that is uh, inconceivable. <laughs> the fact that he said inconceivable is literally J.J. <laughs> Abrams. It's always this big word at the end of his sentence. His last word's always very long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he always has to think of this like crazy In adjective. Incredible. 
Incredible. Inconceivable. Howard, <laughs> I, I literally broke my back saving Harrison Ford. It's incredible. I will never forget you were doing that for months and months and months and months. And then we went to Chicago in 2019 and I was sitting up front for the panel and he came out and the moment he opened up his mouth, it was like you were talking. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what is happening? He was just like, uh, thanks for having me, Steven. Uh, this is, this is such a great audience, such a great audience. And I was like, oh my God, you know what's happening? I, I think I figured out like why JJ talks the way he does. It's either one of two things. One, mm -hmm. and I haven't researched this. He's the youngest kid in his family and he has a big family and he very rarely has a chance to talk. So he has to get as much as he can in, in a little short period of time. And that's <laughs> stuck with him. Or what I really think is the case, his mind works so fast that he's already moving on to the next thought. At so light he has speed, to, if you will. He has to vomit out what's on his mind and get it mm -hmm. out so he can move on. So he's always just like, he does his like, uh, uh, pauses and he thinks and then it's like blah, blah, blah. it honestly looks like you know some type of AI that's writing what he's answering because it's like da -da -da, and then it da -da -da, da -da -da, and it just <laughs> keeps answering um, but yeah so she went on to talk about her experiences and um, how it's really hard sometimes to be in these big movies and for friends and family to understand what you're going through. So when she had to leave the cast, it was like really heartbreaking because there she became friends with these people and she was grieving. Um, and then she also went through a lot of health problems to the point that, you know, by the time The Last Jedi opened, she had such bad anxiety that she developed holes in her stomach wall. Oh. Now, I myself definitely suffer from anxiety, but never to that point. Um, I feel for her. I really do. And I can only imagine the stress and weight she felt carrying, you know, these movies or being a part of such a big franchise that people felt she was carrying the movies. Um, but yeah, she said that practicing self-care is super important. Um, but she was pumped when everything ended because she got to kind of just be. And now that they're starting up again, she gets to do it kind of on her own terms. Is there anything else you took away from this, Jen? Yeah, well, I, I was surprised because, yeah, I, I deal with anxiety, too. And I'm still trying to figure out how to just, like, conquer it. But I think we I, all are at this point in time. I think we all yeah. got anxiety after 2020. Not that that's belittling years or anything. No, no. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, mine's worse than it's ever been. So I got to try to figure that out. But um i yeah so i liked her saying that you know this reminds me of the type of stuff that you would hear carrie fisher talk about her you know mental health all the time she was very right standard right. about it and uh that i thought was just wonderful how she always did that um and she would like you know bring levity to it and allow people to laugh about it um but so i was surprised when i saw online like everybody was just talking about the variety quote about how she's like the story is the blank you know and I'm like, how do people miss this inverse interview? Because she's taking you inside what she felt like going through this experience for five years from a 20-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old doing her first big movie to how her family perceived her, how her friends perceived her, how the audience perceived her. Like, And we look at it from this lens of Star Wars actor, uh, oh my God, she got yelled at online, like poor Daisy. And like there's so many layers to it 
And she's opening up in this interview, like basically letting people know, like I was physically ill by the end of when The Last Jedi came out. I needed to like distance myself. Um, it's tough. Like if it's a lonely feeling. Like her she left saying, social during that time too with the anxiety. Yeah, but, but but like for her saying like the quote for friends and family or any people who see something in a slightly different way than you do, there's this projection of you and you in that world and how it feels to right. do this and that. And you're like, well, actually, I'm just a human being separate from that. So like it, it, she's in a great place now. And she said it in the other interview. So I like like sort of connecting what mm -hmm. she's saying about mm -hmm. how. You know, she's she is 30, 31 now, and she's more confident in who she is. I think she uh, understands more of who she is. And that's the part of growing up. That's cool. Um, and it took me longer, you know, to, to figure that out. I feel like I still am. But her just putting this out there, I think it's really important. I really think people should read this interview more than anything, because it's this actor who is now for, for the sake of arguments, the new, say, Luke Skywalker, who's going to like launch this new era of Star Wars movies alongside, obviously, the Mando stuff. And she just put herself out there saying like, this is what I was going through. And I came out on the other side of it. And I like that she, you know, brought up the advice that JJ gave her saying like, this is a religion to people. You will always be asked about this. And here we are, you know, she's promoting this other movie. And what does she get asked about? Star Wars. And every actor who's been in Star Wars gets asked about Star Wars, whether you had a five minute role or you are the lead of. Or if you maybe movie. were going to be in it. Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I really admire her for opening up about this. She had no reason to have to do that, but she did it. And I think that's really cool. And you could tell there's a new confidence in her and compare that. Like think about the performances we got from her in the sequel trilogy, where she's telling us in this interview for the first two, I didn't feel confident about myself. I felt like I was the, I was killing star Wars. I felt like I was doing a bad job. I finally felt good with the third one. Now, you know, a few years later, she's done other work. She's grown up a bit. There's a, a new she's married. married. There's a new confidence. She's probably tailored her craft a bit more. I think we are going to see the best of her yet. I, I think we're going to see the best of Ray yet paired with the fact that there's not the shadow of the big three and the legacy stuff hanging over her like Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. Now it's her time to take the reins. Um, I'm very interested to see what we're going to get with her. Um, she seems confident with the story. She said she's back early because of that. Granted, 12.5 million, bring me back too. Uh, but <laughs> right? yeah. I, I like everything that she had put out here. And I'm very confident that we're going to see something really special from her from a performance perspective. So if you loved Ray in the sequel trilogy, I think we're in store for something pretty special that might even be better than what we got in those movies. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of these movies she's been doing lately are, are getting nothing but praise for her acting and her performances. So she's coming into it, like she said, a better performer than she was when she was just starting out. And I think we're going to see that reflected in the movies as well. Um, I look forward to it. I, I'm really rooting for her for everything that she does. She went through a lot with the sequel trilogy, oh, not yeah. just saying, uh, you know, with the anxiety and everything. It's just like it's just a big big blockbuster franchise and that's a lot of stress and just attention and i'm sure just being on all the time we talk about it when we go to celebrations and stuff it's like you just want to make sure that everybody has a good experience that interacts with you um and you just always have to be on like in a good mood you don't want to be seen the wrong way and she talks about it like what you were just saying john like 
how people take anything she does and they could pull it apart and be like, oh, well, she didn't smile here, so she must hate Star Wars. And she's like, what? I was just coming out of the bathroom. Like, oh, <laughs> it could literally I be can't anything. Imagine what it's like yeah. being yeah. an actor. Like, I, I had an interaction at Celebration one time, and this guy was like, oh, I have a YouTube channel. I'd love to, you know, have you on or come on your show. And I was like, dude, yeah. I'm like, email us. I gave him our email address. I'm like, shoot us an email. And I'm not going to say his name or anything like that. And it was like a couple of years ago, but he didn't email us. He sent us like a, a message on Facebook Messenger. And I don't check those. Like rarely do I check those. I mean, we have sure. to probably be better at it. And we didn't write back for like a week or two weeks, whatever it was, because I just didn't see it. And mm -hmm. he said, I'm just really, you know, really disappointed to see like your true side and that you, you know, really insulted that you didn't write me back. What? Happen. yeah and I, I i wrote him back oh. i wrote him back and i was like hey man i remember meeting you i asked you to email us i we you know we have jobs we have kids like we do the best we can i don't check our facebook messenger that like at all ever mm. uh and i didn't hear back from him so now this guy's out there thinking that i was this jerk who blew him off and i so times that by five billion and that's what these like actors have to deal with. And I can't even I can't even wrap my head around it. I can't. Yeah, and they get it from like, hey, can I take a picture of you right now when you feel disgusting coming off an airplane? Can I take a picture of you in the bathroom? Can I take a picture of you in the, oh, the you know, after dinner? Too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying fans too go up and ask fans, people like, yeah. hey, can I get a picture? Can I get a selfie? The autograph seekers who smacked Mark Hamill in the face or whatever. Remember yeah, that? It's a, it's a lot. You have to be aware of who's around you at all times. And I couldn't imagine living that life because some days you just want to go to the supermarket in yoga pants. And <laughs> I couldn't imagine being having, you know, being worried about what I look like every day, all day, every moment. Because um, people are really mean <laughs> online. Uh, that being said, we do have another story to get to. And that would be the recent Hasbro Pulse unveilings and uh figures so they had a fan stream this past week and they announced uh, a couple new figures and some in the pipeline as well including the uh, vintage collection sabine wren and chopper which includes two loth cats oh. uh we have the black series droideka i always say that wrong Droid i think Droidica. that's right yeah droideka yeah the destroyers yeah i know what they are i just say the name well, I yeah. always say it like how the the um, Viceroy says it. What does he say? There's no match for a droid, that guy's. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that again? There's no match for a droid, that guy's. <laughs> oh, jeez. They know I was a bad impression, but I think everyone knows what part I was talking about. Sure. And then you have the six-inch Black Series Grand Admiral Thrawn from Ahsoka. You have the Black Series Phase 1 Clone Trooper, because we can always have more Clone Troopers. Uh, then we have the Vintage Collection Clone Commander Rex, which I feel like we've gotten rat like Commander Rex so many times. But this yeah. one's inspired by his appearance in the Bad Batch. And we also have the Vintage Collection The Mandalorian Minds of Mandalore. Again, another Mandalorian. I, I really want to know how many they've done. And we have uh, Grogu. 3.75 inch Grogu figure inspired by the character's appearance in season three of Mandalorian, as well as Axe Wolves, both a 3.75 version, as well as who's this other character's name? I forget what he's called. I'm blanking. 
but that's okay. We're going to keep going. 3.75 inch uh, Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot figure inspired by A New Hope. They mm-hmm. also had some pop pipeline stuff that uh, I can look up, but mostly it was stuff that per usual, with the exception, I believe, of Sabine Wren, everything's not coming out until 2025. Which is just we're in nuts. January of 2024. Yeah. If you if you want if you want to follow <clears throat> I mean he can really be a chop breaker, but if you really want to follow a count that that just goes off on Hasbro, Steel Saunders, that guy, Steel Wars. He's always just like Yak Face is also them. really good with updates as well. Yak Face, well for for yeah. updates, yeah. But if you want someone who's gonna vent about the frustrations of things steals pretty funny with that Uh-oh. yeah i mean it is kind of crazy uh sorry they aren't they're coming out now the only one that's not coming out till spring 2025 is a grand admiral thron i misspoke i apologize uh everything else is coming out uh as of yesterday at 1 p.m but yeah the thron which is probably the most recent figure i would say is coming out next year so it's kind of crazy that we have to wait once again, especially fans that have just watched Ahsoka want to build out their collections, especially because they just released all those Ahsoka figures, now have to wait to finish their collection with Thrawn. And they are yet to touch anything seemingly from the sequel trilogy. I know they just released another Finn figure or were talking about releasing a Finn figure. Um, but other than that, like there's so many characters and figures that we haven't gotten from the sequel trilogy that I'm still waiting for. And I know when I spoke to Hasbro last time, uh, I said to them, I was like, look, I'm going to make a request. Can we get a Ben Solo, please? Can we please get a Ben Solo figure? And they were like, oh, we've heard that before. We know that's a fan favorite and people want it. I'm like, yeah, so please make it. Um, And I will continue to say that. I said it with Ray's lightsaber for years until they made it. (laughs) Um, I, what's your favorite out of this, that of this, uh, reveal. I gotta say the Sabine is pretty awesome with the two Lothcats and the Chopper. That's a pretty cool set, especially the Lothcats. I'm hoping they make more Lothcat merch. I haven't seen is that Black Series or is that the 3.75? That is the 3.75 Vintage Collection. So is that sort of the new like if, if kids were going to play with them would that be like the new like Power of the Force because those were 3.75s. Is Vintage Collection considered that new like that that's that in a sense, I guess. I honestly couldn't answer that question because I'm not really sure in the sense of I didn't collect stuff back then. So I only know current, but I would assume they're comparable to that because they are that size. Yeah, I that's, I like the Grogu. Because and some people only collect the 3.75 and some people only collect yeah. the 6 inch. Yeah. I think I like the Grogu because... I feel like every Grogu toy that's come out has been like this big Grogu thing. And like they I have like the, the big Grogu's though. They have the little Grogu though, uh, for the action figure element of it, I think is very cool because it reminds me of the Power of the Force Yoda that came with the backpack that you would put on Luke. Um, and he's like this little tiny dude with his little cane, and now you have Grogu with his little pod. I think it's really yeah. cool. That so. was something they re-released recently. Um, a couple of years ago at New York Comic Con, they'd announced they were really re-releasing the archive of the Yoda with the backpack and the cane. Mm. Pretty sure. But mm. yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. They said that they're celebrating anniversaries this year with the prequel stuff. Um, but I feel like we've getting so much prequel content. Where's my sequel content? Where is it, John? 
I bet um, that maybe they will release it just in time for the Ray movie that takes place 15 years after. Well, 2025 is the anniversary of The Force Awakens. So maybe they're waiting to release sequel stuff for The Force Awakens. Yeah. I wonder, have we figured out... Be the best year ever. What anniversaries matter most to them? Because it's like, there's I feel like Force year, Awakens matters. But I mean, for, for years though, like t 10 year, I guess is okay, right? But uh, 25 seems like a good number. 50 is huge. In 2027, 50 years for Star Wars. But it's then they're doing 40th anniversaries for the latest celebrations of the original trilogy. Right. So I don't know what's... I would assume it's probably 10, 20, 25, 40. 40. Yeah, 50. Because mm -hmm. they did 50th for Lucasfilm. That's yeah. what it seems like anyway. Although it really depends on what their marketing plans are because if they're like hey we need something this year and they're like well it's the 30th anniversary of this they're like okay let's do it because now it's the 25th anniversary like the stickers the 25th anniversary of phantom menace is out now you see those stickers okay. yes yes that was the anniversary that they're celebrating we should just do like arbitrary be like the 33rd anniversary of <laughs> whatever like because we got robbed i almost wore my star wars celebration empire strikes back 40th shirt the celebration mm. that never happened like it we got happen. robbed, we are we robbed from celebrating M the Empire Strikes Back at Celebration. The the Belgian guys built all the sets. Uh, man, and it's just like, could we just do like in Japan? Could we just do like the forty whatever anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, forty fifth? Yeah, I'm just thinking about how like we definitely like just lost a, a year of our lives. <laughs> 2020 yeah. i think back to that when it was like everything was canceled and just like nothing happened and we were all like what what is going you on you like being and home though i do like being home but it's different when just everything gets canceled it's yeah. one thing if i want to stay home i shouldn't that doesn't mean everybody should have to stay home you want the option to do stuff you just don't want to do stuff why do you say that no i don't know because i feel like you like being You're home making it feel... sound like i'm just sitting at home all the time if i have things to do or i get invited somewhere i'm gone i'm there yeah yeah i was at your invite birthday me. party wasn't you it? haven't invited me anywhere no where do you want to go i don't know denny's <laughs> i don't want to go to denny's Ugh. <laughs> no absolutely not well that's it for the news this is your time. If you're interested in joining us uh, for a little chat here at the end of the episode for Ask the Resistance, this is your time to put those questions into the chat with hashtag Ask the Resistance. Um, and we're going to head over there right now. And by there, I mean still here, but to the next segment. <laughs> yes. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Well, Anakin, they don't matter, apparently. Because if you study and apply yourself, even with zero midichlorians, you too can be a Jedi. Um, I'm kidding. Jeez. Uh, all right. Let's get to some questions. We'll try to get to as many as we can in the next like, eight minutes or so. Sure. Um, we will start things off with Kenneth Crayley. And the, oh, oh, you're I'm clicking it. Stop. <laughs> Stop clicking. <laughs> All right. Kenny, what's up, buddy? Um, love the Superman shirt you're rocking, my man. Uh, he said, first off, love you guys. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it, man. Uh, he said, Kenny. how are you guys keeping up with the current Star Wars canon comics, novels, and video games? 
hashtag ask the resistance um i me not very well i did like the high republic did not connect with me unfortunately um comics it depends on the comic uh i may check out that new darth maul run with palpatine it's palpatine it's only four oh, looks series. Really good. Yeah. yeah um so i'm excited about that um there were some vader ones i checked out so it's it depends on on the comic for me um like the kylo ren one was interesting i didn't love it um and video games you know i have a bunch of them uh i just don't play them a lot the one i played the most was the lego skywalker saga which i know is canon of course but it's not like um jedi survivor or anything so i i still have to play the first um fallen order but Lacey, you were a battlefront player right is that where you oh i love battlefront yeah 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 what about anything new no uh yeah. i had a kid two months ago yeah so now i have two kids I have a baby who is two months old and I have a two-year-old. Uh, so between them, I don't have a lot of extra time right now. I'm hoping in a couple months I do. Um, but right now I do not. Uh, so I am going to be honest. I'm not really up to date with any of the comics or novels or uh, video games. I have a very big to-be-read list uh, sitting on my desk here. But hopefully I'll get to them in the next year when I have a little bit more time and I'm able to sleep. That's kind of prioritized right now. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see the new Outlaws game and what that's all about. Oh, yeah. But I do miss playing Battlefront all the time. It's just like a different feel. I'm not a big uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, Jedi game person. I tried to play it, guys. I'm being honest. I really, really tried. And maybe I should do a play along where I try to play with everybody online, mm -hmm. like a couple you know, an hour a week, we try to get yeah. through the game together. Um, but <clears throat> I get so frustrated at like the dumbest stuff in those games. There was one part where you had to like have him climb up a wall and then jump, but then also latch on to the next wall. Like he had to jump kind of like a, like a squirrel, like over to mm -hmm. the next wall and you had to hit the button at the same time. So he'd grab it and it was mm -hmm. all timing and I could just, I couldn't get it. It took me like 10 minutes. Couldn't get it. I shut it off. <laughs> I the parkour. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. I know I, I heard um a rumor that of uh, the title of the third game. Okay. Uh this is exclusive reveal, just so you understand. Oh, so this is a joke. Okay, go ahead. Why do you ruin the theatrics of everything? <laughs> because You're like, oh, because we put up a poll about it. <laughs> <laughs> um it is, from what I understand, gonna be called Jedi Hard with a Vengeance. I don't get it. What's the joke? Die Hard with a Vengeance. Still don't get it. That was the third Die Hard movie. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Anyway. Thank you. I'm here all night. Um, <laughs> next up <laughs> is... Thank you, Kenny. Next up is Adam Furley. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Adam? Adam said, What did you like most about the sequel trilogy? Also, what do you think could have been done better? Lacey, you love the sequel trilogy, especially I do. TFA. What do you mm -hmm. what do you love most about it? And what do you think they could have done better? How much time do you have, Adam? First of all, thanks for your question. It means a lot that you're uh, taking part in the show. Thank you so much. Um, what I love the most about it is Ray. I thought she was a great character. I thought it was a great introduction into the series of someone new and fresh and different. 
Um, she's also the first woman Jedi that gets featured uh, in the film, and that was so meaningful to me. I think BB-8 was beautifully done. When that droid came out on stage in 2015 at Anaheim, it was bananas. It was crazy. People went nuts because we all collectively thought it was CG. And when that thing rolled out, we were all like, what? Oh, my gosh. Very we had cool. BB-8 at our panel in London. Yes, we did. Um, what could have been done better? Oh, and there's tons of other stuff I could keep going on. Like, you know, the CG was done well. The puppetry was done well. The creatures with Neil Scanlon were done well. The, you know, Babu Frick and everything. What could be done differently? I think overall, just the storyline of where the movies were going across three films. I think if one person had written all three and they had a cohesive storyline, it didn't feel like they were jumping storytelling wise. It would have just, I think been more smooth i think the transition was a little choppy um it reminded me very much of in elementary school when you do those projects where someone writes the beginning and then they pass you the paper and you write the middle and then you pass the paper and then someone writes the end the story is there and yeah sure it makes sense kind of but you can tell it's in three different voices um so i think they could have done that better i don't get the whole palpatine thing i still stand by that it just doesn't make sense to me that all of a sudden he's like he's back whoa uh, and then I'm very much against Ben Solo dying, which we all know this. Mm -hmm. John, what do you think? Um, what I like most, I think the sequel trilogy had the most well-rounded in terms of how they were produced and executed lightsaber fights than the other two. Ooh, good answer. Not, Didn't you just talk about this? Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about the big moments like the Vader, I'm your father stuff. And I, I understand people love Anakin versus Obi-Wan and Revenge of the Sith. I, I still don't understand why, but um, <laughs> I, I just really liked how they were shot. Um, I liked the environments, how grueling some of it was, especially the Death Star one with uh, Daisy and Adam Driver, um, how raw and real they felt, like Ray's cr like cramping her hand. Like it's, it just felt like a real fight. And there he was dialogue was again. Real. They brought dialogue back and, uh, you know, the one in the woods felt very um, fairy tale, whimsical, and I, I like that type of uh, environment. And the, the one in Last Jedi in the throne room was very cool. So mm -hmm. I thought the lightsaber fights were the best in the sequel trilogy. Um, and then, yeah, there's plenty of other elements too, but for the sake of time, uh, what could they have done better? Same answer as Lacey. I, I think, you know, that's, I think most people would agree having a plan would have been uh, a better way to go. Yeah, I feel like Thanks. Finn was just a throwaway in Last Jedi. Finn and Hux both got just Thrown leveled. Le mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, even Poe, like people say Poe had a big arc in Last Jedi. I feel like he was stuck on a ship almost the whole movie after the beginning. He didn't really get to be Poe that much. Yeah. Um, but just my opinion. Opinion alert. Um, all right. Uh <laughs> I love that you know you could say things on a podcast, and if you like put it on social media, you'd have that that whatever that is from Frozen or whatever with all the knives pointing at your face. That's from uh, Tangled, but yeah, Tangled, yeah, that one. Um, all right, next we have Frank Grande, who just pi pipes in with a little TRB. Do you guys know that you're awesome, and I love appreciate all that you do. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Thank you very very much. Frank, thanks, buddy. I hope Hope we get to meet one day and hang out. Um, and next we have Matt Lawless, who said, "Were you more surprised of Asajj Ventress's hairstyle or that she's alive?" 
Alive. What, what about you, Lacey? Alive. Her, the hairstyle she has is on the cover of Dark Disciple. So the hairstyle has existed prior to her being in the show. So in the book, she has that hair. In the, like yeah. in the story of that, but yeah, you know, there you on go. the cover, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's surprising that she's alive, especially because people were posting screenshots of books with timelines and stuff, and like who's alive, who's not alive, and she's in the book saying she died. So, gonna have to re-release that book. <laughs> yeah, figure stuff out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, not envious of whoever has to do that. Um, right <laughs> next up we have simplified danny who said so does this mean we are seeing her in live action ahsoka uh who asajj ventress i'm a, yeah i think that's what she's saying yeah um i don't know maybe that would be crazy maybe. yeah ahsoka i'm trying to think hmm that would be crazy i I don't know how i'd feel about it i feel like ahsoka is more of a rebel sequel and when i think of asajj ventures i think of the clone wars right Um, it it would just be a hard sell for me but then again i'm always the person that's wrong with that stuff where i'm like i don't know how this is going to translate to live action and then i'm totally wrong so yeah yeah and also what you know what has happened to asajj from the bad batch timeline to ahsoka which is like 12 years after original trilogy something like that 10 12 years Uh, a lot of stuff's got to be filled in there i I think there's gonna be a lot more asajj ventress stuff coming maybe comics books before they decide where to have her land in a bigger medium it's a good Mm -hmm. question though danny for sure uh i think all bets are off at this point especially with you know how they have to pivot with some things with um you know the balan skull scenario and and all that but a good question so thank you that's the big um, pivot right the balan stuff oh my gosh uh, yeah, I don't know very, it's, i'm still so sad like ray stevenson crushed it oh he really did i've been talking he about like villain the villain star wars forever and they're like they're like here's everything you wanted and then he <laughs> passes away and he doesn't get to see how awesome people saw it uh received it damn R.I.P. Punisher. Um, all right. Next, we have Darth Snips, who in the Patreon chat today was talking about how excited she is to be able to join us live because it's been a while. So thank you, Snips. It's good to see you on here. My girl, Darth Snips. So uh, the, there is a story to this, Chewy. Uh, my co-host right here uh, is a big part of that story. So uh, that Chewy, I'll go get him for the sake of everyone seeing me in my pajamas, I guess. But... <laughs> John's wearing pajama pants. But you're live. You're live, baby. All right. Um, at least people know I wear pants. So um, so this is the uh, co-pilot buddy Chewy, and he's electronic. Like kids, like, oh, they're rough with Chewy. But right, get him on. There we go. Do they love him, though? Because that's all that matters. They do love him, and he like makes sounds and puts his arms up. Yeah. He sleeps if you put him on his back. You can see his eyes if they get revealed. They are the blue, classic blue, chewy eyes. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay, so there he is. So before Lacey had her kids of her own, she had gotten one of these. That thing's not going to shut up now. She, uh, you had gotten one of those in a Hasbro box or something of that nature. No, I bought and, them. 
oh you bought it and you're like i i don't want it you know what am i gonna do with this do you want it because i just had my son not that long after before that yeah they had a big uh you got to look out for them they have a big sales on amazon from time to time where they're selling like star wars toys really cheap and that one was like it was normally supposed to be like i think 60 or 70 bucks and i got it for like 20 and i was like i'd be stupid not to buy this and i bought it and i didn't have kids or anything and i was like john do you think johnny would want this i feel like this could be a good toy for him so uh, yeah and he he loved it now daisy loves it they anytime they come downstairs oh it's chewy time and i always find him like disheveled on the ground <laughs> i'm like that's exactly how i feel in the morning or right before after after bed, bed. he's been crying you're like how is this possible <laughs> yeah and and i'm like i'm so like i've always been this way since i was a kid i i like taking care of my toys i don't like them breaking or losing their weapons and i was like i'm combing his hair to fix it after they like mess Aww. him up and then i put him back on the table so yeah uh that's the story He's of meant that. to be played with yeah um you better start you He's... better go to sleep He's still tired. all right let's do one more two more sure. last sure. last two quick okay go all right we have rebel intelligence oh he's snoring he snores see uh, who is Asajj Ventress fighting? Is she fighting another Jedi? If so, who could the Jedi be? Ooh, in the trailer. I have no idea who she's fighting, but I'm assuming it's a bad guy. I'm going to go ahead and say bad guy. I'm going to say Mace Windu. He's back. Let's Ooh. bring them all back. Just everyone. Everyone's back. Everyone's back. It's like <laughs> Endgame. You remember how sad you were in Infinity War? Just kidding. They're all okay. Um, Except all right. Tony Stark. No, I don't know. Rebel Intelligence, your you your name is Intelligence. You wanted you let us know what you think. Who is she fighting? Or in the comments, everyone let us know who you think she's fighting. We'll find mm -hmm. out soon enough. Uh maybe it's uh Merrick. Remember Merrick? <laughs> All right. I'm in a mood a silly mood today. All right, last one here. We have Bruno Pacobayaba. Oh, I'm sorry. Pacobayaba. I think I got it. He's in Brazil. Bruno, let me know. Yep. Uh and the final question of the day, Bruno said, Hi, my friends. Won't we have an Ahsoka Disney gallery? Grande Abraco? Oh. Um, good question. I don't know. I think if they're going to do it, they're going to put it out on May the 4th. Yeah, that's the time I, to do it. And that's and an easy thing that they could put out that's like a one special thing. Yeah, because I remember the Mandalorian, they probably went a little too hard and they did like 10 of them or eight yeah. of them or something like that. Yeah, I've I, been saying Acolyte's cool. coming out May 4th, but it's the Saturday. I didn't realize it was a Saturday. So I don't think that's happening anymore. No, I bet I bet Acolyte's going to come out in like June or something. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like... A, I, like a, I think if we're going to get a gallery, it's coming out May the 4th. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see one because mm -hmm. you know there's probably going to be more of Ray Stevenson on there. You're going to see how they like you know, really shot this thing and how they brought Ezra to live action. There, there's a lot to learn, especially with Dave Filoni. Anytime there's a gallery and he talks, it's like, wow. So uh, I, I, I oh. hope they do, Bruno. So uh, I, you and me both, pal. Um, but all right. The, uh, we want to thank everybody for sending in questions. Keep them coming. Love it. Um, real quick reminder for patrons of TRB. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're heading over to Patreon uh, for a spice run with one of our spice runners, David Probus. Very excited to uh, podcast with him over there. Uh, and pick his brain he said he's going to be spicy so we'll look forward to that um but we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of trb it means a great deal to us whether you listen or watch uh watch the show live or you listen on your favorite podcast app um make sure you're subscribed rate us if you can and spread the word tell your friends if they like star wars if it's a co-worker 
a school classmate, whatever, tell them about TRB and uh, let's grow the base because it's always a good time. As you can see here, if you join our live chats, it's always a, a fun, fun time. Um, for us, follow us on social media at TRB Podcasts. That includes Threads and Blue Sky as those two duke it out. Uh, and then for me, well, James uh, at Myra Trunks, uh, hit him up. Uh, let him know that uh, you uh, you know you're thinking about him and you hope he feels better. So James, get better, get back here soon. Um, so we aren't sure about mo- the Monday show now. We might not have a Monday show. We'll keep everyone posted on that. But you get two episodes from us every week. So if it's one one week, then you'll be all right. But uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on social media and my movie pod, just like the movies, uh, we're doing American Pie next week, the original American Pie. Um, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on every social media channel at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. Um, I'm looking forward to talking with David on Patreon right after this. And then also just loving Star Wars. Rooting on the Love Chiefs. It. Love it. Let's go Super Bowl. What? I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Now you're Chiefs, for the Chiefs and Lions. You know what's so funny? One of my best friends, Mike, has been a Chiefs fan for like decades. <laughs> and he's so frustrated now because people think you know he's on the bandwagon. And they were who the Chiefs cares? were horrible for such a long time. Okay, but and, who cares? This is no different than Star Wars. If anybody joins at any time, who cares? Oh, that's not what I'm saying at all. No, I'm but I'm saying to your friend Mike, who cares? Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't care about other people joining. He thinks people think he just joined and He's been a uh, he's been a suffering Chiefs fan when they were terrible. It's like people who were the Patriots fans in 1995, you know. But anyway, we'll do our. I want Chiefs Lions. That's who I'm I'm hoping for. I, I want Eminem versus Taylor Swift. Lions have never won a Super Bowl. Let them win a Super Bowl. How about that? I think they it would be awesome. Lions, yeah. Lions, Chiefs. Jared Goff, let's go. All right, that's the end of our sports podcast. We want to thank everybody so much. Uh, We'll be back with you next time. So have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you all next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Yeah, should have had the outro ready. But yeah, bye.